Jammer Sports, the voice of a dad nation. Welcome to On the Rocks with Shark and the Hammer. I'm the Hammer. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Seth Evans. And that's Shark. You can follow him at Kevin Sharky. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys listening in, all of our Shammerhead Nation. Uh, so if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, hit us up on Twitter at ShammerPod. Uh, we're here for all your Shammerheads and your thoughts. How you doing, Shark, my man? What's going on this week? How are you? I'm great. How's it going? Good, man. Happy to be back. Glad to be talking again. I know uh, we had a good conversation about football this week. I know a few other things have come up that we probably should be talking about also that are not exactly football related. Yeah, football's in the swing of things, but life doesn't stop just because football, man. And I got a I got a story for you. So I was at the supermarket the other day. I just needed some, let's call it milk and breads. I don't remember what the essentials were. You gotta and get I, the milk and breads. Always, especially if there's you know, a snowstorm coming. Those milk sandwiches, yeah. that's what gets you through the winter. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure why it's milk and bread, because I don't know what I'm doing with it. I'm just gonna drink milk and eat bread. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. It feels like that's one of those things that was, you know, important back in the nineteen fifties and we've just not really looked into how we can rewrite that that's something yeah. that needs to be revisited we don't need milk and bread anymore we're, no we're past now that. it's like i need like hot pockets and iced tea yeah and bourbon or wine <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to let's let's think about what we can fix let's get rid of the milk and bread and go from there but anyway i was getting my milk and bread or whatever it was which was clearly not milk and bread <laughs> and i'm the next person in line in the self-checkout there's six registers in front of me and the woman who I'm pretty sure is going to finish next, she's got her card in the card machine, gets her receipt out after, you know, her 900 bags or whatever in a proper shit she's doing. The receipt prints out and she's just going through line by line like she's the Costco exit, not greeter, but whatever that person's job is, making sure she's got every item. Like, you can't do that to me. You Get your st- stuff and go. There's got to be some rules in the self-checkout lane. I'm just, I'm, I'm annoyed. Well, first, I think it's the Costco Secret Service. I feel like they're the ones who really, like, pat you down on the way out, make sure you're good to go. Yeah, do you uh, really have 37 items? Yeah, uh, let me count them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they don't do anything, though, do they? Like, they really don't. I got to be honest, I'm not a big fan of the self-checkout situation. I feel like it's, like, the Wild West. Nobody knows how to operate. Like, I almost feel like it should just replace uh, the express lane. Like, if you have 12 items or less, you use self-checkout. Like, I've seen people do full carts. Mm-hmm. And so I'm checking out, it's like, what are you doing? Wait, what, what are you doing? There's lines. That's my like, go-to. Yeah, I want to grab gum or something. I, I'll go to self-checkout. Yeah. If I have a 37 uh, food item order, like, probably going to go up to a register. If you've got a, if you can fit it in a cart, you can use self-checkout if, or a hand basket. If you yeah. have to use a cart, then you need to go somewhere else. And that's what I do. Because also, if I've got a cart, I don't feel like juggling bags and then the one falls off and the thing starts yelling at me. You can't remove items until you're done. It's just a pain in the ass. Well, speaking of pain in the ass, you actually are lucky you get to deal with something like bags. If I don't remember to bring them in here in New Jersey, I don't have bags. So I forgot about that. Shit. Oh, dude, I just ended up throwing shit in my cart and throw it in the back of my car. <laughs> just your, your entire just life around. is food shopping at Costco now. That's it. Uh, it's, it's, just... it's basically food shopping at Costco. Everything is food shopping at Costco now. It's ridiculous. 
So, I mean, do you keep bags in your – I mean, I haven't had to think about that. It's Tennessee. We're not going to be caring about plastic for at least another 150 years down here. Oh, like, minimally. Like, what do you um, do? Do you keep disposable bags in your car so or do you try to remember how, it? This is always how it plays out. We'll put, like, a giant stack of bags in the car. And then you use them and you have them and you don't think about it and you end up using them for everything. Like, oh, the kid's clothes, throw them in a the bag. Yep. And then all of a sudden it turns out every time I get to the actual supermarket, I don't have any bags left in the trunk. Because you bring them in the house and you put the groceries yep. away and then you don't put them back in the car. Exactly. Because once you get the groceries inside, who gives a shit about anything else? Yeah, you got to make something. Yeah, I'm not going back outside now. It's exhausting. No, I've, I've <laughs> come too far. That's why you carry them all in one shot. So you don't have to go back out. So, okay. Well, I mean, that sounds terrible. Thank God I don't have to deal with that yet. Good job by me moving to the South. So what happens if you do like a grocery pickup order? Do you do grocery pickups or how does that work? So we are big believers in Instacart. We take okay. full advantage of Instacart during the week um, and they get bags. So those are the bags that we always have at our house. So we always take those. We'll then put them in the trunk. Like I said, and then we'll use them. We'll carry them. We'll do something bring them to bring whatever, get stuff for the dog. And then all of a sudden they're always gone when you get to the store. It's one of those things. It's like, no matter what, every time you need something, it's never in front of you. <laughs> but then if you use them every time, you just have an endless supply of bags. Like that doesn't seem like we're, we're moving in the right direction. No, if anything, <laughs> I'm starting to have like a landfill in my garage of like uh, those like crappy bags that are like material but they they're worse somehow like they're not good enough for when you're going on a road trip and you need to put your snacks in the bag or something like that yeah, they're, they're they're awful and you know what this goes to like my straw thing because i, I i'm oh, gonna I just go plastic off on a tangent. um i don't i like plastic straws I oh don't that's like what i meant paper sorry straws. yes paper thank you straws, I hate for straws they almost make you drink everything like a shot because you have to drink it before the paper gets gross so you, you gotta like swallow down your drink and i can't fucking stand paper straws so I'm just curious, like, I, I'm all for the uh, saving the world, yada, 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 and, you know, save the whales. Um, but I don't understand how me having a paper, uh, paper straw and not having grocery bags is helping. I don't know, but I got on that front a little warning for you. If I remember correctly, Disney World does not have plastic straws anymore. So you Yikes. better either get beer everywhere or bring your own straws because you're going to have a week of paper. You know what? Twist my arm. But back to what you were saying about the grocery store, I feel like there's so many things that happen at the grocery store. Like, it almost seems like nobody knows how to properly act. No, it's it's chaos in there. Everyone's got their own set of rules, and they think that they're right, and everyone, well, I guess that's kind of like life. But yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing. It, it needs to be controlled. The thing that drives me the craziest at, at the store is I treat a shopping cart like a car. You mm -hmm. check both ways before you come out of the lane. You uh, don't park in the middle of the road. You know, simple common sense things. And I can't stand when, like, you're in the store and somebody just parks their cart in the middle, blocking everyone, just walks away from it. Well, just go even a step backwards. Walk down the right side of the aisle. People walking down the left side of the aisle like we're in friggin' Scotland or some shit, and they get mad at me if I'm in their way. I, listen, if you want something on my side, you can park. You can parallel park over there by the Doritos and then reach across and get what you need. No, I'm with yep. you. Yeah, no, there's. A, I think as part of us being in charge of the rules of the world, I think there needs to be lanes. They should maybe put the divider in the aisles. I like, like that. Uh, like on the highway. And then when you get to the end of the aisle, don't friggin' don't rush out there and assume you've got the right of way. There's cross traffic there. It's a stop sign. Every yep. aisle has a stop sign at the end. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. The stop sign at the end is key. Or maybe we should do lights, like red and green. It can <laughs> let you know. It really piss people off if we do that. I'm in. Yeah, I like this. I, I feel like everybody's going to react poorly, but I feel like it'll just be easier and more common sense. It's no, and so what I do because I just can't stand people. But I, I, I I'm a little bit insane. I can't stand people, and I'm so mad at how they food shop. But also, I like food shopping. We don't use Instacart. I'll do grocery pickup if I'm in a bind or something like that. But the supermarket is my escape. I like buying food. I like picking my own stuff out. I can't go food shopping without my headphones in. And it probably contributes to the problem because I'm oblivious to my surroundings. I've got both in and I've got a podcast or music loud. I don't understand people who just walk around in silence for 45 minutes, like with no game plan. What is happening? What's going on in their brains? Way worse than silence when you think about it. It's not silence. It's the noise of like the cartwheels being broken, random (laughs) people on phone calls or like Kenny G in the background. (laughs) <laughs> the elevator music that's playing out there it, I, I don't get it I, I i went the other day and i forgot my headphones and i just felt like exposed it's like you know when you put on a pair of band, pants i know you don't wear jeans anymore and you forget to put a belt on and you don't realize it till you get to the bathroom at the first place you go to and you're like oh my god i don't have a belt on you feel naked i felt naked <laughs> without my headphones on <laughs> it is strange but it, at the same time, I won't go without my headphones, but I also find myself like forgetting things because I'm so deep into whatever I'm listening to. Yeah. No, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, shit, I forgot to get like bread and milk. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to the essentials. No, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with it. But, but then I do the other, you know, besides forgetting things, the, I guess the benefit for your Instacart versus my food shopping is you don't get the random purchases. And yes, those are great. But I'll tell you what, man, the, my kryptonite in life is the chip aisle at a supermarket. <laughs> I, I have to walk down that aisle. I have to see what's on sale. And then when they're like, oh, Doritos are regularly four fifty for a bag. But if you buy three, they're $6. Well, I'm going home with three bags of Doritos then. Like, it, it's happening. I cannot I'll get one red, one green. That's what my kids call them. And then I'll get something else. That's I, dangerous. I, I can't go into the chip aisle without getting something. So I'll tell you this. I'm actually not a chip guy. Ooh. I don't, I don't really eat chips that much. I'm not a fan. I don't, I don't really get down. You. Well, so my kid is a chip fiend. We call it a chip party. He gets <laughs> every version of chips we have in the house. He wants like a little section on a plate. So he wants to have every type of chip. <laughs> he, it, he lives on chips. So Sounds I like a kid it. after go, my own heart. Yeah. We go down the chip aisle and that is always a problem. Uh, same thing. It's just, he wants all of it. It's, it is easier with Instacart, but if he sees you looking at it, then he wants to take the phone and ah, pick things. So you so have to he, do your food shopping when he's not around, regardless. Exactly, it's not exactly. any different. Oh, interesting. No. So that's another issue. Because if he looks, he's like, oh, well, I see cookies. I want those. What are you going to say? Like, no, you can't eat cookies while I'm over here ordering ice cream. Okay. So chips, clearly, I refuse to buy store brand. I need. Well, I was going to ask you, so is there is there a preference of chip? Because he, I was speaking for my, in my son's case, he likes Lay's. Lay's Yellow and Barbecue are his two, like, above all. Okay. I mean, clearly I've mentioned Doritos a few times. My kids are Dorito fiends. And my oldest likes the blue chips and my youngest likes the red chips. So I can't even get one. Like, I have to get one nacho cheese and one Cool Ranch because, God forbid, you come home with only one over the other. Then I've just established that I have a favorite child. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You might as well have just told them. Yeah. So I can't do that. For me – I don't, I mean, Doritos are good. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. We don't have them in Tennessee. I miss hers. 
hers are my favorite chips in the world and they don't sell them down here but they're the hers sour cream and onion when we go to disney in a couple weeks we're driving and there's wawa's in orlando which oh god (laughs) don't even get me started on wawa but wawa sells hers i'm gonna spend about a hundred dollars on hers potato chips and drive them home so that i've got a year's supply in my the random things you stock up on when you don't live where you're used to (laughs) it's ridiculous and my wife first time i did it my wife thought i was insane and now she gets it she's like well make sure you budget in some time to get to your hers chips well every wife thinks everything we do is insane until they actually see how it works out (laughs) it's very true um so wait let me ask you a question so the red and the blue are a go-to. You just mentioned the three for six deal. Do you always get a random third color of Dorito for them to sample? I usually, because I like the spicy nacho or the there's like a sweet chili, I think, or sometimes there's like a random new thing or those three Ds. Um, if I if if I don't pick a third and I get two reds, I've done the same thing. So if I yeah. don't pick a random third bag, now I've got to up it to six, and I've got to get three bags of red and three bags of blue, which I am ashamed to admit I have done that before as well. Yeah, as long just, as it's going to get used, it just you, you I, get that like. Well, so when you have the six bags, that's probably a good time to do self checkout because otherwise you get the eyes <laughs> from the person bringing you up. <laughs> do you ever get shit and they look at you and like I'm there with my headphones and I'm. I'm walking through, I have this like weird cart and I'm by myself and it's like cosmic brownies and chips. And they're like, oh, this pothead here is buying all stoner food. And it's like, no, 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 I have a kid at home. And they're like, yeah, sure. And I got my dinosaur chicken nuggets. And they're like this poor single guy. That's me. It's anytime I, it's, if it's a, it's, if it's a frozen food centric trip, I am just afraid of judgment. Like this son of a bitch is getting Stouffer's French bread pizza and hot pockets, and and he oh look he threw a bag of peas in. <laughs> like you're not fooling anybody, buddy. <laughs> Just leave the peas. You don't even like you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> it's like that's the thing. Like that's what I get for. I used to be you know when you're in your twenties or first time my wife and I or whoever my first girlfriend that I lived with was and you have to buy tampons for them that used to scare me now I don't give a shit about that that's just things that I need I don't care if anybody looks at it like no if I have french bread pizza I am terrified of the judgment that I'm getting yeah I always find when it's like when I buy like the random like zebra cakes or something or like (laughs) they're just like what is this like old man doing buying this random kid snack or like you ever buy like the peanut butter and jelly mix the goober or whatever Uh uh-huh and they're just like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) no no no, seriously i'm not high (laughs) our first food shopping trip of the year it's january we're eating healthy it's like 200 dollars worth of vegetables and good proteins and beans and and then because they were on clearance, it's the little little Debbie's snack cake Christmas trees. It's like seven boxes <laughs> of them bringing up the rear. <laughs> like, what is that person? Th- I never worked in a supermarket, so I don't know what goes through their brains, but I'd love to know what they're thinking. I did. I worked in a supermarket for when I was like 14 or 15 as a bag boy and as a cashier. And you do judge everybody when they're getting sure. food. How can you I not? judge everybody. And I would always comment like, huh, you're getting this, huh? How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't last that long. <laughs> I believe it. That's another thing I hate though. And it's because I'm, I'm an internal person. I don't really want to talk to people. I've got my headphones on. I don't want to have a conversation with the cashier about the food that I'm buying. Even if it's not stuff I'm ashamed of. Like, oh, I didn't know that chicken breasts were on sale this week. Yes, they are. And I've got nothing to add to this conversation. Well, maybe you should have <laughs> known since you worked here. Yeah, this is your job. <laughs> uh, you know what? That goes along to the idea of like, you know, when you have your headphones in and somebody talks to you, you take the headphone out. And then I feel like the international symbol for I'm done with this conversation is putting the headphone back in. Yep. 
but then people keep talking to you and you have to take it out again. And it's like, oh, I'm going to do this again to try to make it clear. I'm putting my headphones in. I, poor etiquette. It, it, you know what I miss? I, I, now everything is AirPods and they're wireless and everything. I feel like when we had the wires, you could signal how invested in the conversation you were. If I took my earphone out or my earbud out and just dropped it and let it hang there, I was willing to talk to you, but if I remove it and I keep it like an inch from my ear and I'm just holding it there, you better pick up on that signal. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, that's a, you ever do the slow move with the headphone back to the ear, like 10, nine, eight, <laughs> okay. seven. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, $200 worth of veggies you mentioned. Uh, I know we've talked about talking about this again, and I've already been dreading this part. How's the healthy part going and how's the health check-in? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, better than I thought. I mean, I cheated on Saturday night. We, my, my daughter got her um, report card, and we always treat her to a, a good dinner. And we chose a real restaurant on purpose where we could get a real meal. And they had an out-the-ass huge wait on a Saturday night. I get it. It's a Saturday. But we're thinking it's January. It's 530. There shouldn't be anybody there. So we ended up at a fast food place because we just gave up and we drove around. So I got a cheeseburger and fries Saturday night. And I really thought like, this is it. This is the end for me. I'm just going to be back to a fat ass even sooner than I thought. <laughs> but I pulled it together. I lost five pounds in the first week. I'm proud of me. Nice. Good work. How I, about uh, you? I I've been doing better. I'm not I'm not all the way there, I'll say. We did cheat. We got Chinese food. And then once I had Chinese food on Saturday night, because we had a kid's party, yada, 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 mm-hmm. we ordered Chinese on the way home. And so we eat. And then after I had Chinese, I was like, well, TV. So my wife and I had a couple of drinks. But it's not a daily occurrence. We've been pretty good since. Right. So it's still cooking, eating. As a baseline, if, every day, if so. I can be good from 8 a.m. Monday morning, or whenever I wake up Monday morning until five o'clock on Friday, if I could be really good then and just not terrible the other two and a half days, I'm okay with that for January. I can live yep, with that. Exactly. But then come February, you're going to turn back into like sloth, uh, just going oh, out. Oh God, once going I go to, it. yeah. No. And then once the weather turns and it's like, oh, I could go out back and grill and drink beers again. I'm not grilling chicken every night. Like we're, I'm done. It's over. So, yeah. But you're right. But you mentioned anything. you had, other than the terrible part, like on the weekends, you have those weekends where it's like, oh, I ate super healthy for five days. I'm going to eat bad enough that it ruins it for the next 10 days. <laughs> right. You need to like eat just slightly less bad than you ate good so that the good still like is has a 10% edge. Like that's kind of my, that's my goal. And that's I'm not good science. at it. Don't take advice from me because I've never actually been good at it, but that's my goal. But you said you had a kid's birthday party. That's something that I'm always excited about. How was that one? Um, so I hate kids' parties. I, I just <laughs> I don't know how to be I don't know how to say it any better than that. I can't stand kids' parties. There's such an awkward thing. I you know what? I'm excited for them. I know the kids have fun. But the idea is I so I went to a party and it was a roller skating party. The parents okay. are wonderful people, they're great, their kids are really nice, everything. But it's a roller skating party. And it was like, oh, wow, none of us know how to skate. So cool. Maybe he'll learn. We got there and it was like some roller rink where it was like people like dancing on the skates and it was chaos. There was hundreds <laughs> of people in this place. Like my kid could barely stand up with in skates. And he was like, get these <laughs> things to fuck off me. Like I'm going to die out here. Do they leave all just, the kids to themselves? Like do they have some Yeah, they were just it? like, all right, have some fun. And they just were kind of <laughs> off. And it was like, it made me think like when you're at that age, you know, six, seven, like parties should have a focus of like teaching kids things. Yes. 
or like something easy. So like we had a birthday party for my son in July and it was a movie theater party for the new Minions movie. Mm-hmm. All the kids were pumped. They, we got them each their own little popcorn and drink and they got to sit in these big reclining chairs and we rented out the theater for them. Super fun. That's awesome. Easy. Parents were all happy. Oh, we got to sit still for two hours in the quiet. Um, you know, but like I've also been to parties where it was like a karate party where they had the person teach the kids how to do things. Like it was just an interesting like, okay, our kid likes to skate. Our family skates. So good luck, everybody. Yeah, that's a that's a weird one. Like I feel like I agree you should or learning something or getting to experience something new is awesome, but there's also something to be said about a closed space. Like we did exactly. our we did our daughter's birthday party. She's also a summer baby. And we my wife threw like a county fair theme where in our backyard she just set up a whole bunch of games, you know, water games and blah blah blah. And but it was our backyard. So they just yeah. went nuts for two and all the parents were like, Well, this is great. They're gonna sleep well tonight. And that's exactly they did. They yeah, passed out at the point. end. But it was our backyard. There was not other people around. Nobody was worried about judgment or anything like that. No, that's that if you rented out thing. a spot. Yeah, if you rented out like the say you rented out like a section of it for the kids to be able to skate together and like do their thing. Like most of the kids went out there, tried, and then they immediately like came off because they were like I couldn't keep up. But then you probably had access to a party room, but you couldn't go to it yet. So were they just sit there for like a half an hour, not doing anything? Pretty much. Like <laughs> luckily they had like uh, cruising USA arcade machines, okay. and so my son, anytime he sees an arcade machine, goes bonkers. All he wants to do is drive. Yeah. Uh, so he hit the steering wheel. I, I handled the pedals for him. And uh, that's what we did. I ended up spending like 15 bucks on uh, arcade machines. Which, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, that's not what you wanted to do, but also in and of itself, that's pretty awesome. Like arcades are up, still fun. The arcades are still fun is great. Yeah, we ended up having a blast and it was fun. But like, I, it's just a, like, I find kids parties so strange, especially because when you go to them, they're still at the age where you have to stick around as a parent. Yep. It's not like, all right, cool. Have fun at the party. I'll be back in two hours. Like you still have to hang out. And it's like, I just hate being forced into interactions with adults that I don't talk to. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, talking to other parents when, uh, so here's something that pisses me off as a dad, right? You've been to a kid's birthday parties where you, you bring your son and your wife doesn't come. I'm assuming yes. it's just, yep. I feel like there's only two things that people are thinking other moms, not other people. I'm going to, I'm going to call out moms on this one. They're looking at me and being like, oh, my God, is he a single dad? Where's the mom? What's happening? Or they're thinking, oh, he's such a good dad. He brought his son. (laughs) Why does it have to be one of those two things? Why can't I just be a dad? The end. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking at moms there without their husbands and questioning with that situation. Why do guys get questioned? Maybe I should. (laughs) But, like, do you feel that way? Am I alone in this? Am I paranoid? I don't feel that way. But I also, like, I don't really think about that in the idea like i'm not looking at it as what anybody looking at me it's like yeah i'm here with my son i'm here to entertain him and like i just i don't like having to talk to people when my only commonality is that we both have kids the same age yeah it feels like a forced play date like oh you have a kid so do you here come talk to each other it's like i don't want to yeah oh because then you like i don't ever know what to talk about so then i just bring up homework or something stupid like that and it's awkward and i'm not good at initiating conversation. It's not my thing. I don't want to. Can I just sit in the corner and play on my phone and make sure nobody beats the shit out of my kid? All right, I'm good. <laughs> so after a life, lifetime of being a salesman, I know how to initiate conversation and I can do it, but then it's like pulling teeth. 
like every so often you find the nice ones who are easy to talk to and you know you ask them a question and it leads to a conversation yep. but there are the ones who like you start feeling like you're playing 20 questions with you're like so what do you do oh what's that like oh okay and there's just no response and you're just like i'm just gonna go fuck myself i guess <laughs> all of a sudden you're interested in somebody's hr job like uh, yeah i don't know yeah. i'm right there with you i need the party where there's like three other dads and we can just kind of stand in the corner on our phones and not say anything like that's just, that's that's my comfort zone. <laughs> just wait for cookies to come out or something. <laughs> Maybe someone will bring up something about sports, and that's great. But then sometimes I feel like it's always somebody who doesn't know anything about sports. They're just like, "Well, here's a guy I can talk to, so let me talk about sports, and, and this will be good." No, that doesn't work either. Like, I, I just <laughs> oh, want... do you ever do you ever have it happen where you'll like make a sport? Like you, you're like, "All right, fine, let's talk sports." And they have a sports take, and you and you have to take all of your power not to be like that's the stupidest fucking take I've ever heard. Yes, because <laughs> clearly I'm opinionated, and clearly yep. when it comes to sports, like I feel very strongly about the things I feel. Although they go on this rant about how you know Dak Prescott is the greatest quarterback of all time, and how could anybody just like the Cowboys? And I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah, I agree. Like yeah. it's uh, it's so awkward. Yeah, it's like, well, everyone is entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And it's often often wrong. But you know who I'll give a shout out to, though? The parents who just say, I don't give a crap. I'm ordering 18 $5 Little Caesars pizzas. And parents, you're allowed to eat as well. Those are my parties. Like, those are the ones where it's just like, I'm just doing cheap pizza. And because it's cheap, I'm getting enough for the parents, too. Thank you. Thank you for letting me have a slice of pizza. Yeah, you know, it's not much to ask. Like, uh... Back to that uh, movie theater one, we had it for the parents also. We had popcorn and a drink. It's just sometimes nice being a parent, like, oh, cool, I don't have to just stand here and watch them eat. Yeah. Like, I don't, I still don't want to talk to anybody, but at least I get a piece of pizza out of this, or at least I get popcorn out of it. That's nice. Oh, you know, talking about getting the eyes of, like, what people are thinking about what you're doing. So my son doesn't eat cheese. He's lactose intolerant, and uh. but loves pizza crust. That's his, like, favorite food on earth is okay. pizza crust. So people like in those parties where the kids don't have food, my son rips off the pizza crust and he'll give me the pizza with the cheese because he's like, here, Dad, you eat this. I, I'm not touching it. And then you get the looks like, what are you, you're eating the kids food? <laughs> and like my son's just over here like chomping away on it's a just crust. just trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he, uh, he's just eating a piece of crust and they're like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> Let me ask you a question because – I don't remember being young, obviously, like younger than our kids are now. Was there ever a time where our parents stayed at birthday parties and I just can't remember being that young? Or was that not a thing? Well, it's got to be that they stayed till we were a certain age because I don't remember it either. But also, like, I feel like I'm getting pretty close to not having to stay. I think so. First grade, like by next year's round of birthday parties, kids are going to be turning eight years old, seven, eight years old. It has to be coming, please. Well, when did they get embarrassed by us? What are they done with us? <laughs> that's, that's the question. I'm, I'm so excited for that stage. I don't know. Yeah. Not soon enough. I yeah, I mean, to... I, I know he's embarrassed by me now, random things, when he's just like, oh, daddy, come on. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it's like you can see the cracks. They're coming. But yeah, they're, not, they're not there yet. But no, no I think that's when we get out of the parties. I think when they're like, please, God, drop me off a block away. Yeah, like, and carpooling. Like, oh, hey, I don't even have to. Like, you're going to pick my kid up from this party, and I get to, or I'll pick them up, and you'll drop them off. Like, 
these are like there's so many little stupid things that I'm probably gonna hate when I get there, but right now they look like the end of the rainbow. They sound awesome. Yeah, they aren't. Yeah, and then you're like, oh my god, I gotta listen to this kid, this kid's like my buddy, yeah, <laughs> my kid's buddy's like, thoughts. I don't want to hear this. Right? Yeah. So all you other parents of older kids, don't spoil it for us. Let us believe that better times are coming. Just yeah, give us exactly. give us that peace. Exactly. As long as we have the light at the end of the at the uh, end of the tunnel, then we know something good's gonna come, and then we'll find out that it's not yes i feel like though every age has its major malfunctions and things that like you're like oh man i can't wait till this is over yeah there's no such thing as a perfect age i I, that that has been shattered that's not coming uh you know what i do think there was a perfect age four four i think was the perfect age okay so hear me out on this one at four they can talk they can uh, they can play with you they can operate and walk and talk and do things but they also still don't question anything and they don't talk back. Yeah. I, and it might be peak cuteness. I don't have a counter argument for that. Well, yeah, they, the, the cuteness and, and the, the no talking back thing. Cause yeah. three is the worst age. My youngest is three right now. I forgot how miserable three is. Three, all they know is how to say no and why. Yep. That's yep. it. But then all of a sudden that stops. And then at four, it's just like, Oh, okay. And that's it. They just they just accept everything for a little while, and then all of a sudden they don't anymore. Yeah. So I need to find the next four. There's got to be another four. I don't know if it's eight, eleven. I'm sure it's not a teenage year. It can't. Maybe it's nineteen or twenty one when I'm old enough to go to a bar with them. That's the one I'm really looking forward to. Well, I feel like I have a good shot. I'm really excited for like the nine to twelve window when he's like wants to watch like shitty action movies and play video games with me. Yeah. I feel like that's gonna be really my sweet spot. He's gonna be like, hey, can we? I heard about this movie Demolition Man. Can we watch it? Be like, fuck yes, we can. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited for R-rated movies. Like to be able to show my kid Terminator Two. I hope that holds up. It please let that hold up. Yeah, because right now, if I showed it to him, he would never sleep again. No, ruin things. <laughs> that was my Terminator Two was my first R-rated movie. I think I was nine or ten years old, if I remember correctly. God, what a great movie. But you know, this goes back to something we had spoken about a while ago. But it's also like the shit that we used to watch, like. I remember when I was young, I would come downstairs and my dad would just be like watching The Godfather on TV. And it was like, well, this is the only thing on. So I'm going to sit down next to him and watch The Godfather. I'm eight years old. Like, Yeah. And I think I was at like, I don't know if it was Easter or just a summer barbecue, but it was the same thing. Like there was just other guys there watching it. And I was like, oh, what's this? And nobody told me to leave. I was like, I think I can stay. Wait a minute. What's happening? Yeah, it's interesting. And now my kid has no interest in watching any shit like that, but. You know, hopefully one day, I, like I said, I'm really looking forward to the action movie angle with him. Like, oh, cool. There's this guy, Sylvester Stallone. Have you ever heard of him? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because I got a catalog for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's coming. My kid recently. Three days. <laughs> yeah, hell yes. <laughs> My kid graduated from, I don't want to call them cartoons because they're not anymore, but animated to, you know, live action recently. And we've been doing The Sandlot and Mighty Ducks. And even that's awesome. But so it's coming. I know it's coming. Yeah, we'll get there. It'll be some good stuff. And then uh, and then there's always the holy trinity of Mel Brooks movies that I have to show him. As, uh-huh. a, as a Jewish father, I feel like that's my only job. That's a rite of passage. Yeah, you have to watch Mel Brooks. So, you know, <laughs> it's Young Frankenstein, History of the World, Spaceballs. As long as you see those, and then Blazing Saddles is also the, uh, the ultimate. So yeah. once you got those four movies, Life's good. That's everything I could teach you as a Jewish father. That's it. You've done your <laughs> job. 
And if you guys have made it this far, thanks for listening to Shark and the Hammer with Shammer Sports. Uh, we rely on word of mouth for this. So if you'd like to tell your friends, share it, subscribe to our podcast anywhere, Apple, Spotify, give us five stars. We are the voice of a dad nation. Come listen to us. We want to be here. We want to talk to you about what's going on. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.